Welcome everyone to the Score Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Boone, the lead fantasy analyst at the Score. Appreciate you joining me for this one. On today's show, I'm going to run through five moves that could help get you into the fantasy championship. These are strategies that I'm using in all my leagues right now just to try to get that extra little edge to put myself over the top, try to make it into the finals, and I want to give that to you as well. Before we get to that though, you know how we start these Wednesday episodes. Let's go over my three unapologetically bold predictions for week 16, courtesy of our friends at Captain Morgan. And my first bold prediction this week, DeAndre Swift will post his first 100-yard rushing game since week three. It's something that he did in each of his first two starts for the Eagles, hasn't been able to replicate it since though. Fortunately, he showed signs of a bounce back last week, got 20 touches for the first time since Philly's week 10 bye, and now he's going to go up against the Giants defense that allowed the fourth most rushing yards this year and the 10th most fantasy points to running backs. With the Eagles being 12-point favorites, get ready to see Swift early and often in that game. My second bold prediction this week, Baker Mayfield will finish as a top five fantasy quarterback for the second straight game. We talked about Baker on the waiver wire show already, but he has back-to-back top 12 fantasy finishes, including QB2 overall last week, seven total touchdowns over those last two outings. His weapons are healthy. They're producing. That starts with that dynamic duo, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And the Jags are the perfect opponent for Baker because the best way to attack them is through the air. Jacksonville giving up the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks on the season. So you can feel good about using Mayfield as a streamer once again. And then for my last bold prediction, let's go to the other side of that contest. Calvin Ridley will have his best game of the season with over 125 yards and two scores versus the Bucks. And I know this game doesn't have a big projected point total right now, but we could see it rise if Trevor Lawrence gets cleared from concussion protocol. And regardless, I think the Bucks Jags, it could be more of a back and forth affair than people expect. We have two pass funnel defenses squaring off. The Jaguars injuries at receiver, that's left Ridley as the clear top target on that offense. Christian Kirk out for the season. Zay Jones week to week with a hamstring injury. That's caused Ridley to lead the league in targets over the last two weeks. Got 25 targets during those two games. However, those came in tough matchups against the Browns and the Ravens. This time around, it's going to be a much friendlier environment. It's going to push Ridley up into the top 12 fantasy receivers. It's going to help his fantasy managers reach the next round of the fantasy playoffs. And those are my bold predictions for week 16, and I'm calling it with Captain Morgan. All right, let's get to the main topic of today's show, and that's strategies that you should be using this week to try to help yourself reach the fantasy championship. And we will start with... Don't be afraid to drop anyone who isn't helping you win right now. And I wrote about this in the quit section of start, sit, stash, quit last week. The criteria for dropping players, it changes when you get to the fantasy playoffs and you're kind of running out of time for these bench stashes to pay off so they don't have as much value. And if you don't win, your season's over. So everything is all about this one game and your focus should be on having the best possible starting lineup. And the players that you're holding on your bench, I mean, They need to be there for a reason. And of course, if you have a star player who's hurt, but maybe they'll come back in week 17, you're not dropping them. But those middling guys, those guys who might be okay flexes in a pinch, you know, that's why you've hung onto them on your bench for a while. If you're not starting them this week, what are they there for? I mean, as long as your opponent doesn't need help at that position and you're confident that they're not going to go pick those guys up and start them, then drop that player for somebody with more upside or drop them for someone who could potentially help your opponent if they pick them up. And that brings us to my second point here. 
consider blocking your opponent. So if you notice that they're weak at a position or maybe they have an injured player and the player's status is up in the air and they don't have a backup for them yet, then you go to the waiver wire, you check to see if there's any good options sitting out there and you scoop them up before your opponent does. And you don't have to play them. You just let them hang out on your bench instead of being used against you. And I know it's a little harder to do at kicker or defense because there's lots of good options there, but for the main four positions, it could be the difference between winning and losing. And if you want to get even shadier about it, late in the week, you could pick up a guy each day. You could start on Thursday and then you keep dropping them the next day. And it normally takes a couple days to clear waivers. So on Yahoo, for example, if you drop somebody on Friday, they can't be picked up until Monday. So if they have a Sunday kickoff, they're out of the mix for that week. And then you could go and pick up the next best guy at the position. You could drop him on Saturday and then you could do it again on Sunday. And like I said, it's a little questionable in terms of ethics, but it is totally legal in fantasy leagues. And I have done it. I will admit when my opponent was going to have to stream a quarterback, but they hadn't picked one up yet. Maybe they were waiting to see if their current starter was going to be healthy that week. So this week, that could be Trevor Lawrence, let's say, right? He's in concussion protocol. We're not sure if he's going to play or not. The Trevor Lawrence manager might just be waiting and hoping that he's going to play, and maybe they haven't picked up a backup. You could go and grab a quarterback each day, and then late in the week, you keep dropping them, and you do the same thing again 24 hours later, and you block your opponent from getting at least a few of the best streaming options that are on the wire. So you got to be prepared for your league mates to chirp you if you're doing this, because it's not the classiest move, but it might help you get the win. The next piece of advice I have for you, trust your studs. And I mean this specifically for guys that have burned you recently. Maybe they've had a few down weeks. Maybe they just laid an egg last week and you're mad about it. You still have to come to the table and be objective about their outlook for week 16. And it's not a completely fresh slate that you're giving them. You have to factor in those bad games for sure. But there is a chance that they're still your best option at the position, and it's probably a pretty strong chance that they're that guy for you. So if you bench them just based on spite, you're doing yourself a disservice. And I know it's tough. You know, guys like Dak Prescott and Justin Fields and Bijan Robinson and Stefan Diggs, I could probably rattle off a bunch more names here, but... All I'm saying is that you have to be smart about things. You got to be smart about these decisions when you get to the fantasy playoffs. You can't just react on impulse because in most instances, those guys are going to be your best options this week. And most of the names that I just mentioned, they have good matchups too. So last week's disappointment, it can get wiped away really, really fast if they come out and have a good game this week. And I'm still ranking those guys really high. I'm going to be starting them in this game. I also want to encourage you to trust your stars who are coming back from injuries. And this one has to be case by case and I'll do the injury updates and expectations. I'll do that show on Friday. I'll give you my take on each injured player going into the weekend, but don't shy away from using a star player just because it's their first game returning from injury. And you might say, look at what happened to Justin Jefferson a few weeks ago. He came off IR. He got hurt again. And yeah, that did happen, but that was a new injury and that's impossible to predict. It wasn't the hamstring issue that he was on IR for. He didn't aggravate that. He took a big shot over the middle. That's why he left that game. And then last week when he did get out there and finally played a full contest he went seven for 84 on 10 targets so you got to keep that in mind when you think about guys like Isaiah Pacheco who Andy Reid said would likely return this week we've also heard some positive things about Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs that maybe they'll be back for week 16 Tyree Kill he's an automatic start if he's active so we'll be as thorough as we can we'll try to get as much information as possible to make these decisions but don't underestimate the impact that these guys are going to have once they're back and I mentioned this when when I was a guest on somebody else's show recently, but our friend Deepak Chona of Sports Med Analytics, 
we've had him on the show a few times before. He does a great job of advising when there's situations where players might actually have dips in production, even once they get back in the lineup. And that has to do with specific injuries. It has to do with the positions that they play. And he's not the only injury analyst that's providing that kind of information, but he's just the one that stands out to me because there's been a few recently that he's gotten really, really right when players have come back and they have actually had those dips in the first game or two. But don't worry We'll talk about those rare instances, you know, the players that maybe you should expect a production dip for. We'll talk about that on Friday's show, and there won't be many, I promise you that. Uh, That brings us to my last tip here, and this is one that you should be using all year long, but I just want to emphasize it one more time, and that's target games that could shoot out or teams with big-time scoring upside. And it's an obvious one, I know, but the Bills, the Eagles, the 49ers, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, uh, the Cowboys, the Lions— Those are good offenses. They're almost always going to be projected to score a lot of points. Week 16 is no different for them. But you want to look for teams that aren't always up high. And maybe it's matchups. Maybe it's injuries opening up opportunity. But the Bears, to me, stand out this week. They're at home against the Cardinals. Chicago has an implied team total of 24.5. That's the ninth highest on the week. Much higher than usual for them. And we can thank the Cards for that. Arizona, they're a nice matchup. It's a great matchup fantasy-wise, too. They're giving up the sixth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, the 13th most to receivers, and they're giving up the most to running backs. So, Justin Fields, DJ Moore, their strong starts this week. And if you need an RB3 flex play, man, and a guy who could have some upside here, it's dangerous to put your faith in this Bears backfield, I know, but this should be a positive game script. And that would favor Deonta Foreman. Very, very risky, of course. It's hard to predict what's going to happen in that Bears backfield, who's going to have the hot hand. But this looks like a Foreman game on paper. And regardless, this is just one example. The Bears aren't the only one here. They're just one team that's getting a bit of a bump due to their situation this week. The Falcons are also interesting. I mean, the Colts play very fast. They could kind of push Atlanta to do more in this game. That could lead to more opportunities for some of those guys on the Falcons, even though that's another team that... We have a lot of bad feelings about due to Arthur Smith and the way he's used some of those guys. So I understand it, but we're just trying to find these areas where we can get a bit of an edge. And I think going back to the Falcons this week could be smart. But again, just to recap, don't be afraid to drop anyone who isn't helping you win. Consider blocking your opponent. Pick up guys that they might need on waivers. Trust your studs, even if they've let you down recently. Trust your stars who are coming back from injuries and target games that could shoot out or teams with surprisingly high implied totals like the Bears this week. And then let's go out there, let's get some wins, and let's punch our ticket to the Fantasy Championship Week. But that is all for today's show. So if you're looking for more, the early edition of my Week 16 rankings, those are up over at the score. And depending when you're listening to this, my updated version might be out on Thursday. They go up on Thursday afternoon. I'll be back Thursday for another mailbag show. But until then, big thanks for subscribing to the show on your podcast apps. Big thanks for listening to every episode. And we will see you next time said leave on time my baby said leave on time leave on time with me tonight